This is episode number 178 of the Life, Strength, and Health podcast. I'm Kim and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, peace and blessings. Yes. And thank you for joining us this episode. This is part two of the three-part series on understanding COVID-19. And as I mentioned in episode 176, which is part one, And if you haven't had a chance to listen to part one, you can reach that episode or listen to that episode at lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 176. But as I mentioned in the beginning of that episode, we are sharing a webinar that we had about a week ago where we talk about COVID-19 and we had a special guest, Chris Jackson, who is a medical technician on the side of the military and on the civilian side. And we had a very, very powerful discussion that we wanted to share with you. In part one, we laid down the foundation of what a virus is, what is COVID-19, how is it transmitted, and some other additional information. And part two is where we dive even further. And in this part, we're going to dive into the myths or information that's floating around out there. We also have some interaction with the webinar attendees. And I must say, like, I learned so much, you know, doing the webinar and hearing the various questions and things that we discussed. And I think this is going to be helpful for anyone that can listen to it. So please share this episode with as many people as you can. And I think the reason I felt like this was so powerful is when COVID-19, you know, the coronavirus first came out or it started to pick up steam and we start to hear more and more about it and realizing like this thing is serious. There was so much information about ways that you can protect yourself and combat and this and that. And how do you know what's real and what's not, you know, sometimes, especially moving from a place of concern and fear, you want to implement and do as much as you can, which is so understandable, but you want to do the right things because sometimes misinformation can be very dangerous and detrimental. So in this webinar, we really dove into a lot of the common things that's kind of floating around out there. And we got Chris's uh, perspective and opinion on it. Yeah. And I think that because in the beginning, there wasn't like a lot of information on what was happening. People had a lot of questions and we weren't getting those answers. So a lot of people started coming up with their own answers. They started coming up with their own speculations, their their theories, the, the conspiracy theorists. They were coming out talking about some things. People even brought out the the, the teachings of Nostradamus, mm. right? <laughs> and 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 spoke about his prophecies and things like that. So all of these different things are coming out and. You know, in this age of technology that we're in, things get legs pretty fast and they start to spread. Right. So uh, the opportunity to get into some myth busters, fact, facts or fiction, we got a chance to get into that. That was, uh, you know, that was cool. That was a a good discussion. So I, I definitely think that. You'll enjoy this episode today. We already got a lot of feedback on it. People thought that it was was very informative and it helped them a lot. Right, because the whole thing is you definitely want to have concern. You want to move smart, but you you don't want to live in fear, right? So that's the ultimate thing. Knowledge is power, but implementing the knowledge, that's where the true power lies. So 
Without further ado, let's dive into part two of understanding COVID-19. Um, so so what I wanted to do was I wanted to get into kind of a, a myth busters or 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 myths proven to be true. I would like to get into to a segment of that. So I'm going to shoot some some things that are, are floating around out there and you let us know if it's if it's myth or fact. Um, are you up for that? Let's do it. And also, uh, while we're in this section, if anyone has uh, something that has been. Uh, thrown around that you've been hearing post that um in the chat and uh we'll read that as well and 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 let him either you know uplift it or 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 tear it down so uh the first the first uh statement is uh children cannot be infected by the virus untrue that is incorrect okay so of all it, of all ages, like babe, like babies, small child, children, you know, teens. Okay. So, if we understand just simply how a bacteria and, a vi- and viruses operate, keep in mind that viruses and bacteria, and in, in this particular case, the the COVID virus, it it does not share our opinions. Mm-hmm. It does not share our values. It does not share our religion. It doesn't share your political views. It does not share your perspectives or race. The only thing that it perceives, if you're going to call it that, it <clears throat> is a host organism. That is the only thing that is concerned about. So if you sneeze on a, um, and hopefully this does not happen, Moving forward, if you sneeze on an infant, then you have passed it to an infant. If you have COVID-19, if you sneeze on an elder or cough or expose that person directly and the, and the virus particles enter into that person's body uh, via the mouth or the nose, um, then that person more than likely will then develop COVID-19. Teenager, baby, doesn't matter. Yes. And just, and just to back that, someone posted Sally in the chat. It was mm-hmm. just announced today that a seven-month-old contracted it. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, so next one is COVID-19 is basically like having the flu. Um, but more severe. Gotcha. And and you know what? Um, even with that, like a lot of people just kind of toss that toss that around like it's no big deal. And I don't know anyone that that has ever thought the flu was pleasant. You know, like the the, the flu is is serious. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, people are are really, you know, um, in bad shape from flus. I I know people that. Uh, you know, with weaker immunities that it, it lingers around for, for a while and they, they feel horrible. So if you're saying it's the flu, but worse, I mean, no, no one wants that. We don't want people going down with that, especially our elders. Yeah. yeah. Now, keep in mind, tens of thousands of people around the globe passed away of all kinds of diseases, cancers, respiratory diseases, um, uh, accidents, all kinds of stuff. Um, now, keep in mind that the coronavirus is 
not it is not influenza. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of a virus. Mm-hmm. So that's why they say flu-like symptoms. You know, emphasis like. But the symptoms are not due to the flu. It's because that we have seasonal flus and it's very common to us. Mm-hmm. And I think because we've been more, more or less desensitized to it, you know, over, over the decades, because we have treatments available, uh, there's different types of medicines, be they tablet form or liquid form to alleviate, alleviate symptoms. And you also have vaccines. So collectively, as far as knowledge concerns, we have a handle on it because it's constantly being studied and because of the knowledge we have. It. So it gives a type, it gives a type of a security, a sense of security. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this coronavirus in this pandemic, because there is no vaccine, number one, and there's no uh, antiviral treatment because you can you can treat you can uh, deal with a virus in a number of ways mm-hmm. antiviral or a vaccine or using your own immunity be it acquired immunity or any immunity. Mm-hmm. gotcha uh so next one uh hand dryers facial steamers and saunas can kill the virus if it's on a surface. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, if it's on the surface and you heat it and you heat heat it with some type of apparatus, then yeah. But if you're talking about, well, I'm gonna put this on my face, I'm gonna put the dryer, hair dryer up my nose, like these that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Now we can understand that we're afraid. You know, let's just let's just own our feelings about this. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of it. We're afraid of what's happening because it's a new strand. Uh, we're looking to our health and government government officials to have the answers, and you know, right now they don't have a way to. They don't have a vaccine. They don't have an antiviral uh, medication for it at least in mass production. Some people will, will speculate and say that, well, they already have the cure or they already have the treatment. Even if they, even if that is available, it's not in mass production. So it's not significant at this point on a, on, on a whole populist level. Um, so let's, let's talk about the heat factor. Mm-hmm. So this also correlates with the claim that if you go into a sauna or a steam room, that that's going to cure you of the of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So let's just look at some, let's think about some numbers here. So your body, remember, is at an average 98.6 degrees or 37 degrees uh, Celsius. Right now, when when you get a fever, let's say up to that's past 100 degrees Fahrenheit, 
If it rises up to 104.0 degrees Fahrenheit, you're in the danger zone. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Which this is equivalent to, say, 40 degrees Celsius. That's, de- that's the danger zone. Now, uh, research has demonstrated that COVID, uh, that the coronavirus being isolated in the laboratory, when they're doing these tests, they found that it dies, it is killed at 56 degrees Celsius, which is 132.8 degrees Fahrenheit. Gotcha. Yeah. You can right. <laughs> you are not going to heat the inside of your body up to 132.8 degrees. You will never see that because you barely get to 104. Once you get to 104, it's, it's in danger of or that's critical. Right. You know. So- so even going in, like for example, like at a at like a, a king sauna, I think the hottest room is like you know it's crazy, it's ridiculous. Oh, the oven. Yes, the oven is like over two hundred degrees. So even going in something like that, like even though that's hot, you can only stand there but for so long, and it would never get that high anyway. You're gonna have to leave before it even um, got anywhere near that. So correct. So here's the danger. Let's let's take a scenario. Let's just say that you have a person who has COVID-19 and that person took the advice of someone who claimed that it will, the steam rooms and saunas will help to cure your body of the COVID virus. And that person who made that claim also might claim to be a natural health practitioner. So, which I would beg to differ because a natural healthcare practitioner, a, a true healthcare practitioner, a natural healthcare, excuse me, is educated in anatomy, physiology, as well as human pathology. So, you know, you have people who, in a sense, fake the funk. Mm-hmm. if you will, and give natural health care a bad name. Mm-hmm. So that person takes this bad, I'm going to call it bad advice, goes in there. Now, mind you, if you have the COVID-19, more than likely you have a fever. Because if, you, if you've been diagnosed, well, you probably have a fever. So your body is, your internal, your core temperature is between 100 degrees, 0.4 Fahrenheit, and 104.0 degrees Fahrenheit. So now you say, I'm going to go into the sauna. You go into the sauna, and you're sitting there. Your body's already losing water from being hot. Mm-hmm. That's why when you have a fever, you have to keep your body hydrated. So now you, you're you in a steam room or sauna where it's, what, uh, what close to 200 degrees? So now you're endangering yourself of heat exhaustion, dehydration. And if you do it long enough without cooling your body down, you could suffer a heat stroke. Mm. And, w- and what happens with this? You know, you're, you're, uh, if you're sweating enough and you're not replenishing the water, you could be so hot, you stop sweating, even though you're hot. 
your blood pressure drops. Mm-hmm. Your pulse rate has to has to then rise up to compensate because you're now losing what's called perfusion. This is what we usually would be called in emergency medical technician because that's another one of my trains. Mm-hmm. We call it perfusion, where your cells are are receiving enough water, oxygen, etc. So all that is going down. And now your body is doing what's it's called compensate. It's trying to it's trying to course correct because you're having a lack of uh, of water in your body. So all these other things come into play. And then, you know, you start getting confusion because your brain is not getting enough water. You don't have enough water. That means you're also not getting enough oxygen. And you're sitting there trying to quote, unquote, cure yourself. And you've just endangered yourself because you decided to take bad advice from Mm -hmm. people who are uneducated, but they use social media to express their misconceptions. Mm -hmm. And there's little to no uh, accountability when people do that. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that that addresses the heat question. Yeah, it does um, (laughs) directly. Uh, so here's a, here's, here's a big one that uh, <laughs> kind of goes back to what you were saying about people just spreading things. Um, a vegan diet makes you immune to the virus. False. A vegan diet does not in any, does not in any way make you immune to the virus. A meat-centered diet does not protect, does not make you immune to the virus. A starchitarian do not, that diet does not protect you. A fruitarian does not protect you. Mm-hmm. Someone who lives on McDonald's does not protect you. There is no diet that keeps you from getting a virus. Mm-hmm. Now, let's make this part clear. You can optimize the function of your immune system, your immune response, but you know, and you can take other steps, you know, regarding hygiene, et cetera, that we can talk about, you know, a little further down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do external things to lower your chances of entering into your body. But if, if you're standing in front of somebody, let's do this example. If you're standing, let's say, two feet from another person, you're, you're looking, you're face to face. And we have person A and person, person B. So person A has COVID-19. Person B does not have COVID-19 and is fully healthy. So person B is a vegan. There's nothing in that diet that's going to stop that person, person B, from the virus entering into his or her body if person A sneezes directly in that person's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same logic applies if that person, even if, let's just say person B has a vaccine. The vaccine will not stop the virus from entering into the body. And I'm using this example because I want to be fair here. Yes. It won't stop. Stop it from entering the body. 
Now, it may have an, it'll have an effect on the immune response once it enters the body. And that's what has to be made clear. What's the, what is the quality of the immune response right. if it enters the body? Not, mm-hmm. oh, this can stop me from getting it. Right. No. We get viruses and bacteria enters our body all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just that if you have an innate or an acquired immunity to the degree where you got it, but you never noticed it because your body fought it off. Mm-hmm. But it still entered your body. Right. You know, so though, that needs to be part of the conversation. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think this is this is a huge one because, you know, you see the memes all day, you know, people, you know, just kind of spreading misinformation and just kind of causing people to, uh, you know, take the take that advice. And it's not true. And yeah, I think these are. Yeah, yeah, Miss Scott, I think these are important things. Here, here's another big one. Um, dark-skinned people can't get the virus. False. False. Completely I never false. heard of that one. Really? You, did, you didn't hear that black people couldn't get, get the virus? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, we, we, I, I had to be direct. I had to yeah. be more direct. <laughs> yeah, um, that is false. Remember what, what was said at the beginning of this program. Right. Yeah. A virus does not share our perspective right. on anything. It doesn't. Sh- it has no mercy. It doesn't pick and choose. The only thing it's concerned about is a host. And I mean, the logic of let's just say you know we're melanated beings, if you will. Okay, that's fine. All human beings are melanated for the most part, with the exception of the person who um, is an albino. Mm-hmm. Other than that, everyone on, every human being on the planet has a level of melanin. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So that's out the door. Now, if we're supposed to be like the most supreme, the best, et cetera, then I'm sure a virus will look at our bodies like, oh, that's the best. Let me go to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, the little dry humor there, but uh, <laughs> you know we, we we've also uh, heard people say I never been sick I never been sick a day in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that has no bearing on a virus getting into your body, mm-hmm. and then you get sick. What happened in the past doesn't mean it can't happen in the future, right? Absolutely. Okay. Anybody's, uh, I think the uh, there's that basketball player, the brother, and he's an athlete, so his immune system is, is probably really good because he's an athlete, right? Right, mm-hmm. and then he's uh, at a news conference, you know, he's sitting at the table, mm-hmm. and he, and he touches and, and, and makes a mockery, and it mm-hmm. turns out he, he has the uh, COVID 19, yeah, yeah, that was you know. crazy. Yeah, black people get it. Everybody gets it. So that's something that we have to stop spreading misinformation. Uh, I know in many of our communities, we share a lot of, uh, let's say, it might be categorized as esoteric information, mm-hmm. which is, you know, good for mental health. Um, it's a good way to share ideas. 
But remember that the ideas and information for one field does not necessarily translate into another. Right. Mm -hmm. So the rules of golf does not apply to the rules of basketball or mm -hmm. football or well, football. Football is a fully contact sport. Golf is totally not a contact sport other than them shaking hands at the end. Mm -hmm. Once one wins. Other than that, the rules are different. So you can't say, well, I'm good at golf and I know the solutions in the game, but then you're, you are presented with the problems of football, <laughs> which is a team sport. Right. Golf is an individualistic sport, you know, mm -hmm. and vice versa. You know, they can't solve the problems of golf by using the strategies of football. Because then, other than that, I'll just tackle the other guy on the on the golf course to keep him from playing, so that I can get my ball. Mm -hmm. work. So that's what's happening here. All right, I got another one for you. Um, the 5G network is active. The, the 5G network activates the virus within us. I would like to see the research on that. Mm -hmm. that, I, that I do not believe in, in any shape, form, or fashion. Because usually when you see things like that, it's conjecture. They'll say, I heard it from somebody, et cetera. Well, where's, where's the study at? Mm -hmm. You know, they may bring in, well, different conversations about vibrations, et cetera. And it, it doesn't translate well when it comes to virology and immunology. Mm -hmm. Because, see, now we're dealing with people's lives. This is not, you know, you know we're, we're seeking, you know, just being peaceful or de-stressing, which is something that we have to do. And there's, there's times when we talk about that it's further along. But we have to be able to keep things in their proper context. Because when we misplace, misdirect, misidentify, and mislabel things because we're panicking and we're going to the things that we either know about or think we know about, then we, we use those things to, to try to solve things we don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson said, and I'm going to try to paraphrase, he says that most of us know just enough to think we're right, mm -hmm. but not enough to know when we're wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and this is where the ego comes in. And it's unless you've actually studied in these fields, specializing in, et cetera. And I don't mean that you, that we're reading an article or looked at a few videos. We're talking about you took courses, you've been tried and proven to be proficient enough to even operate in the field. And that's very important. Have you been tried and proven? Because a lot of people who make frivolous posts and claims have not been tried and proven to be proficient. 
in that field or even to discuss it on a critical level. Mm-hmm. And when I mean discuss on a critical level, I mean, this is where you can give advice to people mm-hmm. based and, 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 and you have knowledge that is evidence-based. Because mm-hmm. at this point, we're dealing with this. It has to be evidence-based only. We cannot deal with hypotheses because people are dying. People are dying from it, and we don't have a treatment. Yeah. So, five G that that needs to stop. Blow dryer that needs to stop. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. Unless you sneeze on the counter and then put the dryer right on top of the counter. Right. And leave it there, but it's still inside of your body. So, you know, for all that, you, sh- you could have just wiped the counter off with soap and water or disinfectant. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that inside of your, uh, your, nas- like your nasal passages, because that's where the hot air would enter primarily. Well, people forget about their sinus cavities. Mm-hmm. You know, where because the virus could get in there as well. Right. And you're not going to get the, the, the drop, the air from the hot dryer up into your sinus cavity. You know, and this is this why you have what's called a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, bacteria and viruses get up in there. Besides, by the time the air from the hot dryer, once, once hot air dispenses into the air from its origin point, which is the dryer, which is the dryer machine, the, uh, the hair dryer machine, excuse me. Once it leaves, it begins to cool immediately. Which mm-hmm. is why you have to hold, like the closer you get, you put it to your um, body or a, a, what, a target location, which normally is your hair or your scalp, you feel it's hotter. But when you pull it away and you uh, decrease the proximity, it gets cooler. Mm-hmm. Same thing when you're next to the, the heater in your house when it's blowing out air. The closer you get to it, the hotter you feel. Mm-hmm. Get away from it, it cools because the air is dispensing. This is what we're dealing with, you know, we're dealing with like physics and all that kind of stuff. And thermo, uh, thermodynamics. So, Kim, did you see any other uh, comments that we need to put up against uh, myth or, or fact? Yeah, we got a lot of great comments and questions. I know you're okay. going to answer. We're going to answer the questions at the end. We're talking specifically about kind of like the myth or, or fact type of thing. Okay. Um, one question. Let me go back in the chat here. Um, as far as the origin of the virus, did you want to touch on that? Or if you saw, if you saw a, a related question for fact or, or myth, absolutely. Um, sure. Keandra um, asks, was the origin of the virus from people's eating habits? Oh, no. From people eating bats, people also say it was man-made. Okay. So I don't believe that it was man-made. When I say man-made, that means that this origin from, from a molecular level all the way to end product, mm-hmm. that's man-made. Um, I'm of a position, just based on the research, um, well, really not just research, it's really just reading 
and critical uh, or credible um, information. It looks like it originated from bats. The reason why is because there are there are types of coronaviruses that are specific to bats, and the coronavirus that causes COVID nineteen or uh, which is SARS COVID coronavirus two. It is ninety percent identical to the COVID viruses that affect bats. And that's why researchers have concluded that it originates from bat. Now, you can have transmission from animal to human. Many of our infections that we get, not all of them, but many of them are from animal to human. And there is speculation that it perhaps went from a bat to, let's say, an animal, another animal uh, that could be in close proximity to humans, you know, like a four, like a four-legged animal, mm-hmm. and it to humans. But then you can still have direct transmission because we have seen videos of uh, people living in China uh, eating bats. So. Uh, we have both of those possibilities. And I say mm. possibility because unless you were actually present at the exact moment of transmission, we can only speculate and you know, speak about the probabilities. Mm-hmm. So it's a higher probability based on the, uh, the shared uh, genome between COVID, uh, SARS-CoV-2 with the COVID viruses of the bats um, that are in Asia, 90%. So I think that's more than enough to conclude that that's where it came from. Mm, gotcha. Okay, I have another one. Um, this is from Amoye. One of the symptoms reported for COVID-19 is the loss of taste or smell when eating foods. What could be the cause of this, and is it a reliable symptom? Um, once your body starts to change and has reactions, then that can be a symptom, you know, the loss of taste. Uh, and that can happen even with the flu. You know, you can lose your appetite. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also why, like, a cat or a dog, if a cat or a dog, which are also mammals, usually when they feel sick, they stop eating which is a loss of appetite, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, you know, your taste buds, you don't want to eat, et cetera. Um, you know, you have respiratory issues. So yeah. Is that, now is that reliable? Um, I would say it's a flag mm-hmm. because, because you're having a loss of appetite, and that's an isolated incident, like that's not in conjunction with other symptoms, then that doesn't necessarily mean that that's COVID-19 specifically. Right. You know, you could have a cold, you could have a, uh, you could have influenza, you could have, you know, pneumonia, et cetera. But if you're going to look at symptoms, it's usually a collection of symptoms. Mm-hmm. 
So, but the most prominent one is having a fever. Mm. That's the most prominent one, although it is not limited to that. Okay. Most cases, it's fever. Lesser cases, diarrhea. Everything else in between. And that's according to the data that we have so far. Mm -hmm. And I hope that answers uh, this question. Mm -hmm. Um, the next one is from Tony. Um, Tony asks, ibuprofen is dangerous for those with symptoms or confirmed COVID-19, fact or myth? That ibuprofen is dangerous? For those who are con those with the symptoms of COVID-19 or confirmed to have COVID-19? Um. Okay, let's, let's do this. So some medicines are taken, and it says to reduce a fever, right? right? Now, if you are, if you're sick and you're, you have a fever, understand the reason you have a fever is because your body is raising the temperature to kill the virus. If you take a, a fever reducer um, or something that, let's say, thins the blood or something that can uh, maybe lower your blood pressure and you're sick, then that can cause other complications, which is probably why it may be recommended that you don't take ibuprofen. Now, keep in mind that I am not a doctor, so let me say that from the door, I'm not mm -hmm. a doctor. So anything that I'm, all these things I'm saying is for education purposes only. Right. And, of course, shouldn't be used to replace the advice of a medical doctor. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so that part I have not heard, not, to, not saying that that's not out there, um, but if you if you get from your medical professional, your doctor tells you do not do not take ibuprofen, especially while you are um, on isolation and being watched. But if you're on isolation, you don't have access to that ink uh, because you don't know how your body's going to react. So it's just like a necessary precaution. Uh, which part? Oh, like if not to take the ibuprofen? Uh, yeah, correct. If, if, if it's recommended by medical professionals mm -hmm. to not take ibuprofen, that would be a precaution. Right. But if you go to the hospital and they give you ibuprofen, that would be because they're monitoring you. But if you're doing it on your own and you're not being monitored, then, you know, that could, that's a problem. Okay. Um, the next question is, um, does the virus live on the ground through sput, sputum, spit, or fluids attaching to the bottom of shoes so as to remove shoes before entering home? All right. So that's a, that's a good one there. Uh, that's actually something that I want to address, uh, but since we're on it. So I do recommend removing your shoes before you enter your home. Uh, does it live on surfaces? Yes. 
Um, so I think on, on like a regular surface, you know, 24, yeah, like 24 hours, you can live on steel for, for like 48 hours and uh, clothes, wool. Research has shown that it doesn't live on your clothes as long, mainly because the virus, it needs moisture. That's one of its requirements. It needs the right temperature. It needs the right environment. And it needs moisture in order to survive. That's why it thrives inside of your body. And that's why if you're just left on the surface by itself, it has a shelf life, if you will. So if it's sitting on a roof, then it, it's, it's only going to survive for so long. Mm-hmm. Now, the bottom of your shoes, before you go into your home, either spray the bottom of your shoes with Lysol or disinfectant, but a disinfectant that is specifically um, antiviral. And that you have to, you have to pay attention to that. Not in something that's antibacterial. Mm-hmm. If it's antibacterial exclusively, that is not going to kill the virus. It has to say antiviral or a viral side. So you have a bacteria side, a killer of, of bacteria, and then you have a virus side, which is the killer of viruses. So like your Lysol disinfectant wipes, Clorox disinfectant wipes, make sure that's there, even the sprays. And that's what you want to spray the bottom and the sides as well, and perhaps even the top of the shoe. Because if somebody sneezes, it goes down on the top of the shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and leave it outside of your door. And keep in mind that for many of us, especially that are into African tradition, ideally, we remove our shoes before we enter the home anyway or leave your shoes at the front door. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a culturally beneficial beneficent practice because we kind of do that anyway. Mm-hmm. But the problem is if you don't clean your shoes immediately with these disinfectant uh, 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 mediums, then, you know, your front area is a cesspool of, of uh, bacteria and viruses just sitting at your front door, you know, or the front area when you first walk in. So, so let me ask you a couple of questions, um, and we'll we'll come back to to some Q and A's uh, at the end. Uh, safety. Uh, one of the things that we've been educating people on is uh, just just eating right. You know, just proper nutrition and doing things to make their health as optimum as possible. You know, just looking at this thing holistically. Uh, but there are other things. A lot of information that. Uh, is out there in regards to, to safety and hygiene and things like that. Uh, can you share with us um, just thorough ways for people to protect themselves? Indeed. Indeed. So. So that is the conclusion of part two in understanding COVID-19. Hopefully you received a lot of value from this episode And as I mentioned, please share this episode with as many people as you can. Let's get this information out there so we can help 
as many people as we can with this information. And there's no time better than now to improve your health and fortify your immune system. This is one of the many things you can do to protect yourself from COVID-19. And there's no time better than now, you know, with things slowing down, we're home, we're not running from place to place or obligation to obligation. This is the time to put that energy into you. You deserve it. And it's up to us to keep our family and friends safe and ourselves safe. And we do this with our virtual consultation where we can meet with you virtually and assess what's going on with your health and create a customized roadmap and game plan for you to optimize your health. And let's face it, you know, this is a time of uncertainty, but when your health is optimum, when your health is balanced, you're balanced. You're able to handle stress and things like that better when and be more centered when your health is optimum. Yes, and I think this is a rare opportunity uh, because a lot of people are bummed out because their gyms are closed. They're bummed out because they can't do the things that uh, they were able to do before. But I actually argue that we have more time to do those things. We have less distractions and we can really focus on ourselves. Right. This, we can turn this into an internal journey of growth. And you can come out of this crisis situation actually further along than you were before you went into it, because now you can really lock in on your nutrition, lock in on the things that you're supposed to do, mind, body, spirit, you know, lock in on 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 really being consistent with your exercise and all of those things. This is an opportunity and we're here to help you with that. Definitely. So to learn more about our virtual consultations, you can learn about it on the show notes page at lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 178. That's lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 178. And we're running a special for new clients and existing clients. So if you're a new client, you can get $20 off. And for an existing client, you can get $10 off. When you visit the website, a pop-up box should come up with the offer. If not, there's a button on the side that says exclusive offer. You pick the applicable one, put your name and cell phone, and we will text you that coupon and redeem it for you virtually when you have your appointment. So that's lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 178. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned for part three, which we'll release tomorrow. And until next time, live healthier and stay safe. Peace and blessings, everyone. Stay healthy.